0: looking for a way to keep your kids or grandkids entertained? Just tell your smart speaker to play Vision Kids Radio. Vision Kids. Problem solved. This podcast is made available by Vision Christian Media. Thanks to the generosity of our supporters. Your donation today means great podcasts like this remain available to help people look to God daily. Please make your donation to Visionathon today at vision.org.au
1: Most divorces I've seen could have been avoided. We need to divorce-proof our marriages. Today,
0: Pastor Greg Laurie helps us to reinforce our marriages with a candid warning about the lure of adultery.
1: Every effort should be made, even if adultery has taken place, to restore the marriage and examine the steps that led to the sin and apply some preventative measures. Because immorality is not only grounds for divorce, it's also grounds for forgiveness.
2: This is the day
0: God so concerned about adultery? Because when a husband and wife stand and make a commitment to each other, they're also making a commitment to God. And the Lord takes those vows very seriously. Today on A New Beginning, Pastor Greg Laurie explains how adultery can unravel the very fabric of a marriage that doesn't have to be the end of a marriage. Let's dig into God's Word today with a message from Pastor Greg's popular series, Home Sweet Home.
1: the title of my message is How to Divorce Proof Your Marriage. Some years ago we had one of our famous wildfires here in Southern California. And uh, a lot of homes were burned in a very nice upscale neighborhood. All these homes were devastated. Just all these foundations uh, reduced to charred rubble. And in the midst of this track of beautiful homes stood a home erect. Almost in perfect condition, a little bit of smoke damage in the midst of all of these devastated, burned down homes. And so the press went out and thought, what what on earth happened here? And they interviewed this man and they said, why did your house not burn down? His answer was, well, and I found this article fascinating. He says, we went beyond that which was required and made it even safer. What did he do in particular? He had double pane windows, extra thick stucco walls, sealed eaves concrete tile roof and abundant insulation. Uh, So when the firefighters came they said, that is where we are going to make our stand. We are going to defend this house. And it did stand. And I am going to ask everybody listening to this message right now, right at this moment, to make a stand for their marriage. And say, I am going to do everything I can to secure this marriage, to keep it strong, to keep it vibrant, to go the extra mile, not just give some token effort, but go the extra mile to keep my marriage thriving. Okay, so that brings us to our text, Matthew 19. And this is the most serious threat against the marriage today, and that is divorce. Matthew 19, starting in verse seven. They said to Jesus, why did Moses command to give a certificate of divorce and to put her away. He said to them, Moses, because of the hardness of your hearts permitted you. Notice the word permit. They use the word command. He uses the word permit. He permitted you to divorce your wife from the beginning it was not so. And I say to you, whoever divorces his wife, except for sexual immorality and marries another, commits adultery. And whoever marries her who is divorced commits adultery. We'll stop there. Note again that they said commanded. Why did Moses command us to get a divorce? And Jesus says, excuse me, Uh, he never commanded. He permitted because of the hardness or the callousness of your heart. You see to protect the woman from the hardship of endeavoring to carry on in a home where she was unloved and unwanted because the man didn't understand the high ideal of marriage a clause was given. A release clause. And what is the release clause? I think there are two reasons in Scripture that you can use to say we may have cause for divorce. Most divorces I have seen could have been avoided. Most marriages that are having conflicts that I have seen Could have been restored. But because of selfishness, a lack of communication, an unwillingness to commit themselves they were unwilling to go through with it and make the hard choices. But uh, there are these two options in the Bible. Number one uh, would be when immorality takes place. Back to verse 9 of Matthew 19. Anyone who divorces his wife except for sexual immorality and marries another commits adultery. That is not to say if adultery is committed, divorce is mandatory or even recommended. Every effort should be made, even if adultery has taken place, to restore the marriage and examine the steps that led to the sin and apply some preventative measures. Because immorality is not only grounds for divorce, that's also grounds for forgiveness. So there can be forgiveness. And I've seen marriages survive this. But there's some guys, and sometimes girls too, Usually guys, I have to be honest, who are serial adulterers. I mean, they just go from one thing to another thing to another thing, and there comes a point where a wife says, I can't take it anymore, and far be it for me to say, no, you have to keep forgiving him forever. Now, there can come a point where you could say, you know what, you do have these grounds. Pray about it. I would love to see restoration in your marriage somehow, but you actually do have a release clause given to you by Christ himself. Now, here's the second uh, reason for divorce or second legitimate reason. Point that you can make, and that is desertion, desertion. First Corinthians 7:13 says, "If a Christian woman has a husband who's an unbeliever and he's willing to continue living with her, she must not leave him. So first of all, this uh, addresses the idea of being married to a non-believer, and many people find themselves in this situation, uh, maybe because uh, they became a Christian after they were married, so now you're married to this non-believing guy or maybe a non-believing girl. Sometimes, unfortunately. Uh, Christians will go out and intentionally marry a non-believer and say, well, I will lead him to Christ. Well, maybe you will. And there is a good chance you won't. And then after you have been married for a year or so you are saying, wow, I really made a mistake. And I just met this really cute Christian guy at church. And the Lord spoke to my heart. And He said to me, dump your heathen husband and marry the cute Christian guy. Uh, No. God didn't say that. Well, how do you know God didn't say it? Because God said this, First Corinthians 7.13, if a Christian woman is a husband who's an unbeliever and he's willing to continue living with her, she must not leave him. But then it goes on in 1 Corinthians 7.15, if the husband or wife who isn't a Christian insists on leaving, let them go. In such cases, the Christian husband or wife is not required to stay with them for God wants his children to live in peace, Okay. So here's how this works. Let's say you're married to some person. We'll take a guy as an example. And he just says, I'm leaving you. And he walks away. He moves out of the house. He's living in another house. He's even living with another woman in another house. But you're technically married still. So you're waiting. And a month goes by. And five months go by. And a year goes by. And you're waiting. And you're being patient. And then you say, Are you ever going to come back? He says, No, I'm never going to come back. So some well-meaning Christian might say, well, just keep praying. No, here's what the Bible says. You have a release clause. Now you may want to keep praying. And you may want to hang in there. And I have seen situations where that person came to their senses. And by the way, you know, in the King James it says, if the non-believing departs, I don't think this is really about if they claim to be a Christian or not. Because any man that walks out and his wife, effectively to me, is behaving as a non-believer. In like fact the Bible even says if you don't provide for your family you are worse than a non-believer. So he may or she may to the point, And we are seeing this happen with women today now even walking out on their husbands. And even their children. And this is mind blowing to me. Why Greg? We are all sinners. I don't know. I just can't believe a mom would walk out on her children. We know guys are dogs and they have been doing it for years but a mother who bore the children to walk out on them. That's just so shocking. But that's the time we're living in now. We hear of this thing happening. There comes a point where you could say they're not coming back. And that verse says God has called us to peace. And so you have grounds for divorce. You have biblical grounds. I never encourage divorce. I think as I said most divorces can be avoided but there are times when these release clauses can be utilized.
0: Great to have you with us today. You're listening to A New Beginning with Pastor Greg Laurie, the Senior Pastor of Harvest Christian Fellowship in Riverside, California. And today he's continuing his presentation called How to Divorce Proof Your Marriage. Let's continue.
1: Even when divorces happen, that's not the end. I received a letter from one of our listeners to our radio broadcast, A New Beginning. She says, Dear Greg, I've been listening to your program for 15 years. I was struggling with a marriage that wasn't going very well. I have been married for 25 years but my husband and I got a divorce. However, I was listening to your marriage series and I was able to grow and be changed. And she writes, I learned to love my husband in a way I never knew possible and now we are married again for the past five years. So here was a family broken. They got a divorce and they got remarried again. We need to divorce proof our marriages. So let's take some preventative steps to keep our family strong. Here is a few closing points and then we are done. Number one, walk with God. This is the greatest thing you can do. Even above keeping your marriage strong just walk with God. If you are walking closely with the Lord you will have this relationship with Him and the resources you need to do what God has called you to do. Because there is no way I can love my wife as Christ loves the church without the help and filling of the Holy Spirit on a regular basis. And there is definitely no way that Kathy can submit to my leadership without the help of the Holy Spirit. So we need God's help. We need to walk closely in His presence. You know David, of course, fell into sin with Bathsheba and I've mentioned him. It all started when there was a breakdown in his fellowship with the Lord. You know David was known for his closeness to God his intimacy with God but that was neglected and then other things began to crowd into his life. So walk with God, point number 1. Point number 2, walk with your spouse. Walk with your spouse. I mean literally walk with your spouse. Take walks together. Long leisurely walks, but even more spend time developing friendship and romance. Don't grow complacent. Enjoy each other's company. Spend time together. Break away from your schedule and do that. I was talking with Kathy recently Uh, in this series. Remember we talked together and uh, she said one of the things I did early on in our marriage that she didn't like at the time was I said we need to just take a little time off just you and me because she didn't want to leave the kids and Uh, But I said, no, we need to do this. And Now she looks back on it and says, I'm glad we did it. And I would just periodically say, we need a little break, just you and me. Let's go somewhere. Let's do something. Even if it's for a day, let's just you and me go. Let's put the stinking cell phones away. And let's have conversations together and talk together and be together. And it doesn't even have to be an exotic or nice place. Just maybe a different place than you're normally in away from the pressures and demands, if possible, of your life. And just enjoy each other's company. Number three, don't walk in the counsel of the ungodly. So walk with God. Walk with your spouse. Don't walk in the counsel of the ungodly. The wise person of someone, it says of him or her, blessed is the man that walks not in the counsel of the ungodly or stands in the way of sinners or sits in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord and in it does he meditate day and night. Don't walk in ungodly counsel. So, needless to say, this would speak of any kind of relationship with a member of the opposite sex, especially if it's gotten a little bit flirty, you know? Here's a little word of advice don't ever go to a member of the opposite sex for marital counseling. You know, a girl you work with, I'm having problems with my marriage. Can you counsel me? What? Are you an idiot? That's almost like an invitation. Hey, let's see what happens. Now if it's your mother it's okay you can talk to your mother or or you know but I'm you get my point don't walk in the counsel of the ungodly if you know people that sort of encourage unfaithfulness or encourage uh, illicit activity don't hang out with people like that and finally count the cost remember some of the warnings we brought up those along with an intense love for God and your spouse will see you through the rough waters of sexual temptation i mean Pay attention. There is a cost. You cross these lines and your marriage falls apart. That is a heavy cost to pay. You don't want to go down that road. Now someone might say, well Greg, I have gone down that road. Actually I have committed adultery. Or I am divorced. What about me? Is life just over? No it isn't. Because we serve a God who gives second chances. You think of the story of that woman caught in the act of adultery. She was brought before a crowd of people who wanted to stone her. Jesus looked around and said, Well, let him that is without sin cast the first stone. And the Bible says, He wrote on the ground. Oh man, I have always wanted to know, What did he write on the ground? Do you think he was like just doodling down there or something? No, I think he was writing names. Because it says, he, he looks at him and says, Let him that is without sin cast the first stone. Then he wrote on the ground. And then he stood up, and they started leaving from the oldest to the youngest. I think he probably put names. Caleb, maybe commandment number three that he broke, or four, five, and six, or maybe the word or something that that guy had done, and they left, and all that was left was this woman. He says, woman, where are your accusers? She says, I have done. He says, neither do I condemn thee, go and sin no more. But here's the key. He says, woman, where are your accusers? She said, Lord, I have none. She used the word Lord. So that woman who had been caught in adultery, who had sinned, at that moment recognized Jesus Christ as Lord, and He forgave her. So if I'll come to God and say, Lord, I failed. I failed in this marriage. I failed in this choice. I failed in this other thing. And if you'll turn from that sin, He will forgive you Of that. And here's your marching orders now go and sin no more. Don't go and do it again. No, you can't change the past any more than you can unscramble an egg. But you can start today to say, I'm going to do the right thing from this moment forward. And some of you listening to this message right now may not have a relationship with God. Maybe you've never asked Jesus Christ to come into your life to be your Savior and Lord. And there's others of you that have known the Lord for years, but you have had a lapse. You have made a big mistake. You have sinned against God and you need to get rid of that sin and get right with the Lord. It was David after he sinned who said in Psalm 51, against thee and The only have I sinned and done this iniquity. And then David said, restore to me the joy of my salvation. God wants to forgive you. But you like that woman caught in the act of adultery need to acknowledge your sin and you need to acknowledge Him as Lord and you can be forgiven of everything you've done that is wrong and sinful before God. And if you've never asked Christ to come into your life to be your savior and Lord, or if you need to make a recommitment to him, you can do it right now. Let's all bow our heads and pray. Father, I pray for any here that do not know you. Help them to come to you and believe in you and find your forgiveness. In Jesus' name I pray, amen.
0: Pastor Greg Laurie, with an important prayer. And as you've listened today, you've come to realize that you need to make a change in your relationship with the Lord. Pastor Greg would love to help you to do that right
2: now. You know, I, I receive so many letters, Dave, from people from every walk of life, from successful businessmen to those who are incarcerated, to mothers struggling as they're trying to raise their children, to young boys and girls writing and saying they've made a commitment or a recommitment to Jesus. And maybe you need to make that commitment to him right now. Let me lead you in a word of prayer. Yes, you can meet God right now. And I would just ask you to pray this prayer out loud after me. And this is where you are asking Christ to come into your life. Pray with me now, if you would. Lord Jesus, I know that I'm a sinner. I know that I've broken your commandments and I've fallen short of your standards but I thank you that you have loved me and you have called me to yourself. So I turn from my sin right now and I choose to believe in and follow you. Be my Savior, be my Lord, and be my God from this moment forward. Thank you for calling me and loving me and accepting me. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Hey, let me just say, God bless you. You've made the right decision, and welcome to the family of God. Thanks, Pastor Greg.
0: And we'd love to help you to begin to grow in your new faith. We want to send you some resource materials called our New Believers Growth Packet. It'll answer some of the questions you might have and help you get started off right in your new relationship with God. So get in touch and ask for the New Believers Growth Packet. We'll send it out free of charge if you've prayed with Pastor Greg for the very first time today. Call 1-800-PRAY-FOR-ME. That's 1-800-772-936. And the team would also love to pray with you. That's 1-800-PRAY-FOR-ME. Well, next time on A New Beginning, Pastor Greg has the final message in this popular series called Home Sweet Home, and we'll be sharing some more marriage advice straight from God's Word. So hope you can join us next time. Today's message from Pastor Greg Laurie was called How to Divorce Proof Your Marriage. If you'd like to listen again, just download the free Vision Christian Media app where it's available as a podcast. Or for a copy on CD, contact Vision Christian Store on one 800 0 50 11, or go to visionstore.org.au Station Sponsor